K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Welcome to Black on Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. The other half of your host is my esteemed colleague, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted, Mr. Be Honest. What's up, B? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be my neighbor? Well, some would say yes. Other people would say fuck you. <laughs> because reasons. All right. Um, as we record, it's June 14th, 2020. And we are in a third week of protests involving the anti-police brutality movement, the human rights movement, justice for George Floyd, justice for Breonna Taylor, justice for Ahmaud Arbery. Um, As you would know if you've been watching the news or if you followed up with our podcast, I think it was maybe two weeks ago. Atlanta has been the source of unrest. There was a very violent protest there in week one of the protests, namely at the CNN building. We all remember that, Skater Bob. And uh, there was also the incident at or around the time uh, where two uh, college-age black students were pulled out of a car and tased. I think one had a broken arm. Those police officers, I think it was four of them, were fired, two of which are now trying to sue Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms because, hey, they were just doing what they were told. So you could say that Georgia is hot right now. Would you say that, B? Maybe about three days ago, Georgia was hot. I'd say it's white hot. Well, it's white hot now, but three days ago, it's all, everyone just, everyone keep calm. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone, let's just keep calm. Thankfully, the protesting have shifted to almost 90% or even higher peaceful protests, except for Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's except on for some Seattle. shit. But I don't, I don't know that that's black people as much as it is something else going on up there. Yeah, we'll have to ask for in the show Nathan Nice, who's gone full, full revolution on his social medias. Um, yeah. yeah, it won't be long now. Before he finds himself sitting in a Facebook timeout. I digress. So Atlanta, hot. Hot, hot. Keisha Lance Bottoms during week one. This is not what we do. Tip Harris. Clifford Harris. This is Black Wakanda. My, um, Killer Mike. Hey, man. You know, sit down. Think about it. You know, scheme. Figure out what you want to do. Don't burn down your neighborhood. And things were kind of heading in the right direction. You know, if I was a police officer, I probably would, you know, try to make sure that I didn't get myself into some situation beyond my control. And if I did, I'd try to make sure that I handled it to the letter of the law and my training so as not to, I don't know, blow the top off this motherfucker in Atlanta. Yeah. Do you agree with that so far, B? Anything you want to add? No, I agree. I agree. I think that if you're not stepping on eggshells right now, then you're not paying attention. I wonder if they're if if the uh, police in Atlanta, if their their boss said anything, but hey, man, you know, let's just let's just be professional out there. I mean, you think they would? You think that message would have come down from the top, wouldn't you? (laughs) It looked like it was. It looked like it was coming down from the top. I don't understand. It looked like it was. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, because you don't want to destroy Atlanta. Atlanta is, you know, I'm going to call it this. It's it's literally the jewel of the South. It really is. 
Yeah. If I could live anywhere in the world, in the, you know, Continental 48, other than my beloved Austin, who, by the way, they did act a fool. People were shot, maimed, injured for life. But I digress. It's not the point. It'd be Atlanta. Be Atlanta. Okay. So, as we sit here today, the Atlanta district attorney is weighing charges for at least one police officer in connection with the killing of Richard Brooks. I'm going to go a high level on this because I'm tired, B. I'm tired. Can't keep doing this. So I'm going to admit on air, I don't have all the details. Here's King Kunta's understanding. Mr. Richard Brooks was in a Wendy's drive-thru and he was non-responsive in his car. The authorities were called, the police was called, and they engaged Mr. Brooks. I understand there's a video. I have not watched it because, watched it because, again, I'm fucking tired. Fucking tired. At one point, Mr. Brooks was out of the car. They were talking. They were talking. And again, B, you'll have to fill this in because I just, this is just cliff notes of what I just was prepared to try to skim through. And at some point, it goes south and a scuffle ensues. And it was a brawl. Uh, Mr. Rashad Brooks, who seemed like a, you know, a man of maybe above average size and height, is fighting these two white police officers. You know, from my black, my black ass perspective, you could say this is probably not going to end well. But Mr. Brooks, like you out there, has been alive the last two or three weeks and probably has got some pent up frustrations and whatnot or realized he might be in a dangerous place. I don't know. I can't tell you what was in his mind. But apparently at some point during the scuffle, Mr. Brooks was able to obtain one of the officer's tasers. And after he obtained the taser, and again, this is just high level, so be, be prepared to correct and fill in. Yeah. After he obtained the taser, uh, he, at some point he proceeded to run away or tried to run. And it was at that point that he tried to run away from the police officers that, you know, shots were fired. Yes. And Mr. Richard Brooks is dead. And the body cam is probably, you know, easily accessible by one, uh, the police department. Two, I would also assume by the mayor if she asked for it. Uh, less than 24 hours, uh, Mayor, uh, mayor Bottoms, Keisha Lance Bottoms, fired both police officers. Wrong, I'm sorry. Fired one police officer. Uh, the one that is allegedly shot the fired the shot that killed Mr. Brooks. The other police officer who did not fire the shot, I believe, was placed on administrative leave. You know what? I'm wrong. She called for the firings. Right. She called for the firings. Um. And what actually happened is that the the uh, shooter cop was fired. Uh, I think yesterday or today, and the other cop that was there was placed on administrative leave. In the meantime, while all this is playing out, the uh, 
police chief uh, submitted her resignation uh, to Mayor Bottoms and it was accepted. So, powder keg. Literally. Didn't have to be this way. Mind you, resisting a cop is not going to end well. But, you know, I see a lot of people resisting cops. Yeah. The, the, use of deadly force. Yeah. Just use deadly force, you know, to repel deadly force or if you're in fear of your life. Um, a taser is not considered a deadly weapon, generally. <laughs> and typically, a taser could only be considered a deadly weapon if it's used, for example, I don't know, 10 to 15 times on a suspect. Right. That's happened. But apart from something like that, as we call it an off-label use, tasers, as far as criminal evidence, as far as cases brought against police officers by people who have been tased, are not considered deadly weapons. This is something that if you use tasers in a law enforcement uh, capacity, you probably know. That's where I'm going to leave it. And I'm going to let you be, kind of tell me your thoughts and feelings on this, because you live in Atlanta, and I don't. And you probably have more facts than I do because I just you're tired. You're very, very close. Let me tell you this. The body cam footage is out now for everyone to see. Um, Google Rayshard, R-A-Y-S-H-A-R-D Brooks, and then space AJC for Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They've put out body cam footage so you can see it all real time how it goes. Basically, um, you're pretty spot on. They, he was in the drive-thru, maybe like two cars back from the, wind, from the, uh, the, the speaker, and um, they come up to his car, knock on the window really hard a couple of times. Who's they? The police. Uh, okay. Really hard a couple of times. He finally kind of starts, you know, slugging his way out of his confusion, sleep, whatever it was. The door opens slowly, um, and the cop and Rayshard begin talking. But it's still, he's very incoherent and kind of like sleep still. He, he was drunk or something. It was obvious he was something. So he, the cop asks him to pull over to one of the parking spots, which he does, complies, cuts the car off, or at least it seems like he cuts the car off. The cop follows him over there. Um, about a couple minutes later, the next cop pulls up. And um, so now they're, they're questioning him. They pull him out of the car. They do a 20-minute interview. 20 minutes. 2-0, just in case you didn't hear what I said. 20-minute interview. Um, where they conduct a field sobriety test. They actually do one. I know there were people saying that they didn't do it. They did. It's all on body cam footage. Unless they know how to doctor of that footage, there's no way they, they could fake this. So they did the sobriety test. They feel like he failed it. He feels like he didn't fail it. So when he asked him to put his hands behind his back, he doesn't necessarily do it. He puts his hands straight down to his left side. The cops start struggling. It turns into a scuffle where everybody's on the ground, rolling, rolling, rolling. He's about the same size as the cops, by the way. They're all about the same size. So he wasn't in, he wasn't intimidating any more so than anybody else who was exactly your size would be. They're rolling on the ground. Um, some kind of way the taser gets in his hand. He stands up and he just starts punching his way out of there. He finally does punch his way out. One guy's underneath him, the other guy's in his face, and he punches him, gets himself free, and he starts running. Full speed running, too. Not like, not jogging with the intent of maybe turning around to do something threatening. Full speed running. Um, At the last second before he gets shot, he looks back, aims the taser at a guy who's probably about 10 or so feet behind him, running full speed also, fires the taser, and the cop decides, you know what? I feel in danger. I'm shooting this guy. I think at least three times I heard somebody else say unloaded the weapon, but nonetheless, he shoots him, kills him. 
Um, police chief resigns, but she didn't resign from the force. She resigned as chief. So that's I want to clear that up. She's not she's not off the force. She's just no longer police chief. That's something that a lot of people didn't know. Um, the cop first cop did get fired. Um, what else? What else? Oh, the very next day they burnt that bitch to the ground. Mm. Wendy's was burned to the ground last night. Um, fuck your Wendy's. Fuck your neighborhood. Fuck all of it. Uh, coincidentally, be honest, was pulling up. I don't. I've never. I don't really ever eat at Wendy's. Last night, I decided to go to Wendy's, and the the Wendy's I went to last night. Last night, you're. <laughs> I don't. Why are you like? Why are you the way that you are? What do you mean? Okay. What do you mean? What did I do? What did I do? Last you night, I'm. She did. <laughs> I why like, are you this way? <laughs> I waited in line forever. Finally get to the pay window and he takes my, he accepts my form of payment, which is credit card or debit card. So halfway between the the first window and the second window, I'm watching this shit on the news. So I knew that this other Wendy's was getting burned to the ground, right? So halfway between the first window and the second window, this, this Wendy's starts acting erratic. They give the person the food in front of them and I pull up to the window. They give me my drink. And then the manager comes out yelling, and they cut all the fucking lights off in the Wendy's at the sign, at the, the inside, and they start, and they just walk away from the window. And I have already paid, and I haven't got my food yet. So I look at the front of the building, and they're playing the, the shit on the TV with that Wendy's burning down. So it was a pretty big thing. I don't know why my Wendy's was affected. I don't even know why I'm telling this part of the story, but it was very odd that I had to wait an that additional- That makes two of us. I had to wait an additional 15 minutes to get my- But, <laughs> to get but my you did get your order. <laughs> I finally got my order, but I'm like, yo, did y'all think that they were targeting Wendy's? No, motherfucker, they're targeting cops. They're targeting police brutality. But that's why that's why I told the stories because I want to make sure that there's this is a hyper focused thing. The reason why they burnt down that Wendy's is because that Wendy's called the police on this guy just for being asleep in his car. That Wendy's decided that it was important enough for them not to have to step outside to ask this guy to move his car that they called the cops, which also resulted in this guy being murdered. So that's why I brought up the Wendy's story is because this Wendy's got burned to the ground and I'm not sure that I'm mad about it. So what I think I'm taking away from this um, is that someone at the Wendy's uh, where Mr. Mr. Brooks was, maybe because he was in the drive-thru, maybe they could have just come out and tapped on his window. Yep. They didn't do that. Nope. So that's mistake one. Um, when I say mistake one, that's something that didn't have to happen. This is this is one domino. This is a domino, a, a, a sequence of events that could have worked out far differently if someone made a different decision. Okay. The police got there. They started questioning him. And B, I think that although you're saying he's the same size as they are, um, as a, as one of those talking sports heads I listen to, Shannon Sharp says, um, he was still shooting nigga size. No, he was he was he was definitely big enough to shoot, but but that doesn't mean. You well, well, let yeah. me explain what that means. Um, I'm about six feet tall. Well, I'm not about. I am six feet tall, not five eleven. Uh, I said what I said. Um, there's pictures. And I weigh about, <clears throat> on a good day, anywhere between 2 and 205. Um, I'm not necessarily shooting nigga size. 
unfair game. Um, B, even though you're not as tall as me, you know, you, you still might be shooting nigga size because, you know, as, as they say, uh, in, in, on the East Coast, I'm sure your lovely wife would test, you kind of look like you might be brolic. So they might not want to tussle with you. But Shannon Sharp was saying he's 6'2", 240, and so he's definitely shooting nigga size. No one's going to want to tussle, fight, et cetera. Yeah, he was all if of 240. If it goes south. So he was all if, of 240. If it goes south. Who? I said, yeah, he was all of 240. Maybe 220, 240, definitely. Yeah, so no one's going to tussle with that. No one's going to tussle with that purposefully unless there's something goes on. Okay. So I don't know anything about Mr. Brooks's, uh, you know, what was in his system. But to be asleep in a drive-thru at a Wendy's, you can either be really tired or you could somehow be altered. Maybe you had one too many drinks. In any event, um, he probably wasn't his best self. So not being his best self, uh, he drove. Maybe didn't have to. Uh, I don't know if Uber and Lyft are still working in Atlanta. I wouldn't know. They are. Typically, if you have a little bit too much to drink, you should do that. You shouldn't drink and drive. So that's another domino that didn't have to fall. But here you are, asleep in the drive-thru, and you're startled by someone knocking, you know, hardly, you know, probably not lightly on your door. Not at all. See, it's it's the police. Okay. This doesn't seem good. You're a man of color, and I believe you can tell whether or not the police are or black or not, and that wouldn't really matter because that blue line is that blue line. That's what the fuck we learned in Atlanta the last two weeks is that there's only one color of cops, blue. Um, I say that because the gentleman, I'm not going to say that, the men who pulled those college students out and beat the shit out of them and tased them were black. As fuck. Uh, uh, okay, so you're talking to the cops. B, I don't know if you've ever been pulled over after you've had something, maybe a little bit more to drink than you should have. I don't really drink, so no. Um, well, if you're in that situation, I presume you know what you did. Okay. And if he didn't drink too much, and just was tired. Okay, sure. Let's just play along. But it seems as if a sobriety test at some point had been conducted. And B, you've, you've uh, confirmed that that was indeed the case. Okay. So if you fail the test, that means you go in jail. I don't know about you, B, but where I, I live out here in L.A., there are all sorts of commercials on the radio and the television about what to do if you get pulled over for DUI. Do any of them include running? In other words, huh? Do any of the commercials? No, I'm, I'm saying, in other words, if you found yourself in a situation when you either had too much to drink or something else happened and you get, you know that the police have decided they're going to take you in, they're going to take you in. Right. Here's what it is. Now, you can negotiate, try to negotiate, try to talk your way out of it. But ultimately, you kind of have a good idea. You were in the wrong place at the wrong time. You don't have to work this out. Um... Instead, based on my very limited knowledge, and be feel free to correct me, at some point, 
20 minutes later and 20 minutes, I don't know if that's an inaccurate or I don't know if that's an appropriate or inappropriate time to conduct a field sobriety test. Have no idea. Don't know. At some point, the shit goes left. And uh, officers are asking you to comply with something and you're only there by yourself. So you have two choices. Comply or don't. Mr. Brooks could have chosen to comply. But he didn't. That's another domino. So, so far we've had uh, three dominoes. Could have knocked on the door if you worked at Wendy's to see if he was check on him. Two, could have not done maybe whatever it was that caused you to uh, be hindered, altered, that she would fall asleep in a Wendy's drive through And now three, you have the choice to comply or not comply with the police officers. And you're by yourself, by the way. So he chose not to comply. Okay. And the police, you know, they've probably run everything. You know, it's just his car, his tags. Well, it's not probably. They did. What else do you do in 20 minutes? Doesn't require both officers to do this shit. Um, they decided they're not, you know, they're not going in and go ahead and uh, going to finish this. So he's not complying. Okay. Then there is an attempt to take him into custody. Another domino. You can let them handcuff you and work it out. Or you can try to fight your way out. Seems like Mr. Brooks decided to fight his way out. Okay, that's now the fourth domino. Everything up to this point, someone can make a different decision. I didn't watch all the pictures. But what I did see, I did see a brawl at one point. At one point, he was he's fighting, fighting. Yeah. Connecting. Yeah. One on two, and these, you know, these none of these people are small. They're all they're all the same size, but none of them are small. Right. And they're rolling around like it's a you know mixed martial arts fight. So that's bad mistake one. So he let me rephrase. He's he's made that choice. Two. Oh. What's this thing? Is it a taser? Is it a gun? Is it a weapon? I don't know. I should grab it. Another domino that fell. He could have gotten himself out of it because he gave them the cops the business and took off running, but no, he did pull something that happened to be a taser. Okay. Then he took off running. Under the circumstances, that choice had already been made. There's no going back once you take something off the cop. And B, you said he he the the footage footage shows him turning around and pointing up, pointing the taser in the direction of one of the officers. Let me be very clear when I say turning around, I don't mean full body. I mean upper torso turn around. He's still running full speed the other direction. He turns his upper body and just from his waist and looks back. One arm. The other arm is still running. The right arm is back aiming the, the taser at the guy running behind him. So he's not fully turned around. Five. That's the fifth domino. You've gotten out. You know you fucked up. You know you're going to go to jail, jail at some point. There's no way around this now. You got in a fight with the police. Took something off of them. He turned around and you pointed the thing you took. 
at one of the cops. B, would you say that's a good decision or a bad decision? Awful. Okay. So all four of those dominoes put him in this moment. And then he shot more than once. And he's dead. Each of those dominoes could have been stopped. I forgot if we're at four or five. Each of those, each of those dominoes, someone not in a police uniform could have made a different decision. And the worst case about it is that most of these decisions that could have been played out differently happened with Mr. Brooks. He could have made three or four out of these dominoes. He could have done something different. Right. And then if he had done that, he may, emphasis on may, have lived to fight another day. Go to jail, get home. Okay. Let's look at it from the police officer's perspective. You have a man who's the same size as you. You're not a small man. You are aware that Atlanta is fucking hot right now with people anti-police brutality. You give this guy a sobriety test. You don't. You 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 believe he he has not passed, or it's close enough for you to say he hasn't passed. This person you're trying to apprehend uh, is no longer complying with your instructions. Okay, you go over to uh, restrain this person who you decided is going to be taken in, and they resist. By the way, this is one of those fake resisting arrests. No, this is this is uh, you know this is a real brawl. He starts giving you the business, you and your partner. Then he takes your stun gun, one of your stun guns, which they may or may not have known. Who knows? Given that a stun gun is bright yellow, I'm going to say they knew. Given that their job is to work with guns and tasers, call it a stun gun. Stun gun, taser, same shit to me. Uh, I know it's not. A taser uh, shoots darts out with, uh, connected to a wire. I believe a stun gun is just, it doesn't shoot any, doesn't project anything. Correct. Um, he's got a stun gun and he's running away. You have a choice as an officer to follow whatever protocols you have. I mean, you've already run his license registration. You know where he's going. Can't go far. Right. Oh, now he's going to jail, jail. Oh, now he's going to jail, jail with some um, some multipliers and whatever this was. Right. He might go to prison, prison now. But he's going to jail, jail. Um, he takes off running. Your partner takes off after him. He turns that taser. And you decide that you can either A, let him run. Sounds like a good idea. Or B, put him down. Ooh, bad idea. So it goes with B. One shot, two shot, three shot. 
empty clip. Who knows? But what we do know is that police officers are trained how to shoot. B, you go to the gun range, don't you? All the time. You have a handgun, B? Don't mean to put you out there. No, I do. B, have you ever accidentally shot multiple shots at something you were aiming at? Accidentally? Yeah. I see what you're saying. So um, for people who have never shot guns before, um, it's a pretty violent activity. I mean, not in a negative way, though, but it's a pretty um, intense thing. It's not like it, it doesn't, the thing doesn't fire itself. I'll put it like that. Fully automatic weapons, maybe, but a handgun, every, every time a bullet comes out, you've had to do something very intense that has a violent result each time. So there's not really a way to, by mistake, fire. Maybe once, maybe, 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 but not twice, not three times, not five times, not 10, no way possible. So I guess what, what I'm trying to get out, and thanks for that clarification, is that I'm going to consider each shot a choice. Yes, absolutely. Not only am I going to consider, consider each shot a choice, because, you know, B, you, you're a gun enthusiast. You go to the range every now and then. You're not trained to use a gun. There's not expectations about you using a gun. Right. You're not certified on how good of a marksman you are with the gun. You're not drilled on when is an appropriate time and inappropriate time to use lethal force. So I would presume those that were trained that if you wanted to fire a shot, you wouldn't necessarily have to aim for a kill shot. But maybe that's too much to ask. That's shot one. Shots two and up, yeah, you're trying to finish this. Uh, I don't. There's something I don't agree with with what you said. Do you want me to go into it now, or you want to finish? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So the thing that most people don't recognize about handguns, though, are that they are very inaccurate. That being said, you don't want to try. Like, there's no way to aim for somebody's arm or leg. That's not a real thing. That's some shit they say in the movies or some shit that people who are politicians or people that have no fucking idea what they're talking about say. The chances of you hitting someone 10 yards away with a handgun is not good if you're not trained. And if you're stressed out or it's a stressful situation, it's even less. And even though you put thousand, a thousand rounds to a handgun every month for training, you're still not going to be super accurate because handguns are just not very accurate. Because of that, from what I understand, police are trained to aim for center mass with every shot. Center mass would be the middle of your, of your abdomen because then if the bullet, if, the, if your hand is off a little bit or you're stressed or whatever may be happening, notoriously, if you're right-handed, uh, a handgun is going to, you're going to shoot down into the left because your finger pull with the trigger makes that automatically happen, especially after shot one. The second shot through 10th shot will be down to the left a little bit, even if you're trained. So because of that, and because of the high stress situation, you're not going to aim. It's, that, that is a, that is a, that is fucking impossible. It is impossible to say I aim for his arm to be less lethal. That's not a real thing. That's something that they just say because it sounds cute because you've seen all the movies where the sniper guy shoots somebody with a handgun 40 yards away. That's not real either. Most people can't hit things that are more than a few feet away from them with a handgun accurately because it's just not accurate. So I don't agree with people who say shoot him in the arm, shoot him in the leg. That's not a real thing. You're not going to shoot anybody. You're going to miss and you're probably going to hit somebody else or the ground and it's going to bounce. You have to shoot center mass. How many times are you going to miss if you unload multiple shots? 
um, a lot. You're going to miss. You're not going to hit. They're not going to hit all your shots. It's just not possible. Not in stressful situations where people are running and moving. No, and, what I'm saying is, you know, you're going to connect some of them, one would presume. Yes. I agree with that. Yes. So B and I don't know how many shots were fired, but we can presume at there least were three. at least at least three. Okay. At least three. So, two things. First thing is, there's a reason why we let certain people use lethal force. There's a reason why they're trained on when it's appropriate and not appropriate to use lethal force. It shouldn't matter how excited, upset, angry you are because this is your job. Your job is to deal with this every day. You're trained for this type of a moment. You knew it was a taser. You know what your tasers look like. Maybe, maybe you're upset because this, this individual put you down and fought and it's embarrassing. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. I don't know. No matter how you felt, if you felt it was justified, let me show you, tell you where the justification from the police officer that fired standpoint. Let me, let me tell you where he lost all, his justification, his underlying intentions were revealed. B, you know what? Georgia BI is the, a GBI. Is that the Georgia Bureau of Investigations? Is that what that means? That is, yes. Do they do anything other than uh, police investigations? Uh, not that I know of. So they, they come in and investigate certain things. GBI has been hot right now in Atlanta because Atlanta has been hot. Yep. In law, there's this idea of something called a mens rea. That's a bad thought, bad intentions. Say, bad say intentions. that again. What was that word you said? Mens what? Mens rea. Okay. You know, that's a criminal law, you know, Latin phrase, gotcha. mens rea. And... um any argument, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, I'm sure B may have his own opinion, that this just got out of hand. And somehow the officers were disturbed, distraught enough to forget, abandon their training. It goes out the window when you do what they did afterwards. They picked up the shell casings, B. You, you heard that, didn't you? No. They picked up the shell casings before GBI got there. Hmm. What's worse than a lie? It's always the cover-up attempt. So B, you live in Atlanta. You know, you can verify this if I'm wrong. But I heard something on, it was either CNN or MSNBC, that they picked up the shell casings before GBI got there. Huh. Wow. To me, that's, that's part of a guilty conscience. You knew you did something you shouldn't have done. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I heard this on one of the talking news networks. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm sure, well, we can talk about this next week if I'm wrong. Um, Everybody that being knows. said, smarter everybody people knows. than me. Yeah, everybody knows you don't pick, you don't touch a crime scene at all. Smarter people than me who've looked at this video. Right. 
If you know King Kunta, you know I don't believe that shit. People who are trained in areas I'm not, who looked at this video, that's a more accurate statement. Um, don't understand why the use of lethal force happened. After all that's happened in the video, people who look at this stuff from a police perspective, from a uh, civil rights attorney perspective, don't, do not understand why the policemen use lethal force. So, I don't know, B. Um, we'll see how this plays out. Mr. Uh, Brooks had two or three kids, and, and uh, he never made it home. Um, the police are culpable in how this ended. I walked you through the dominoes, the choices that could have been made differently by Mr. Brooks. I walked you through, you know, what the Wendy's could have done, but they didn't do. But here we are. Contrast that with other individuals, individuals who may take tasers off of cops, may wield knives at cops, and they still manage to subdue other individuals without the use of lethal force. So B, as we sit here today, what do, you, what do you think about this entire situation with Mr. Brooks? What do you think about it? The very first thing I think about, which has nothing to do with the cops, has nothing to do with Wendy's, is... You better not talk about a burger. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. Is that um, if... Kunta, let's say you were at Wendy's, right? And um, somebody in front of you weren't, wasn't moving. You honked the horn. They didn't move. The line has moved up so far now to where there's a car or two space between the person in front of you and the, the drive-through uh, microphone sign. What do you do? Well, can I get it? Can I, can I move back or am I stuck? You can move back. Given the, the times we live in, because I'm not, you know, I maybe I can see who's in the car. Maybe I can make a face out. I don't know. Given the time, it's at nighttime, so I'm going to assume no. Given the times we were living in, I'd probably lean on my horn. And if nothing happened, then I probably would just back out. And uh, I probably would go into Wendy's and say, hey, I'm trying to get in there, but there's a car there or something like that. Well, no, there's Because I don't really, I don't really try to mess with people. There's a lot of room here. There's a lot of room to the right of this driver. Oh, I, the, I can go around him? There you go. I mean, a lot of, there's that. a lot of room. If you look at the video, there's a lot of room. In fact, in fact, the body cam footage from the cop that approached his car first shows the car that's, that looked like it was behind him kind of halfway turned in front of him because they went around him already. So I'm assuming that a couple of cars had already done this. So Wendy's not only really didn't have to come out, but they could have just let people go around. Yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, but in the times that we're in right now, that's just, I don't know how you call the police on somebody because they fell asleep. Okay, that being said, let's move that out of the way. Um, the question that you asked, I don't, um, I think America has has um, started paying attention to the idea that the rules don't apply when it comes to black people and that Deadly force is a is the go to in most occasions, and it's not the exception, which which is what it seems like it is with every other race. There there's no um, there's no process of escalation. It's escalated all the way up at the very beginning. At any at any show of 
any resistance or any difference from following procedure at all, anything, any deviation whatsoever, it results in the highest level of escalation immediately. There's no, there's no path. There's no level where it steps up. There's no step to the escalation. It's immediately as, as far as I can go right now. What is the most highly escalated decision I can make right now? They make that every time with, with, um, with black people or I'll say with brown people. And Mr. Brooks pretended like he didn't know these rules. Yeah. When we all know that he did. Yeah, of course he How did. How do we know that he did? Because he's black in America. We all know the rules. I'm actually surprised he got to as many dominoes as he did. Yeah. I'm sorry. So you, so you said that, you know, use of force, you know, extreme force is, is seems like it might be the default rather than the exception. That, that's, that's where you left off. That, no, that's, I, that's all I was saying. Uh, to answer what you were having, how, how I feel about it. I feel like that there is no, there's no negotiation whatsoever. When it comes to bl- black or brown people, the negotiation is done. It's done as soon as they find out you're black or brown. At this point now, it's whatever I it's whatever the most I can do right now. So, so sometimes people don't get killed because that's not even viable at the time. But I would be willing to bet that if 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 death was easy every time, it'd probably be death every single time. And that's what it's looking like. You know, I've I've been a person who's tried to see the silver lining. I've been a person who's tried to to argue with you about. Um, well, this situation, you know, this guy was this. I, honestly, honestly, I can admit that maybe a couple of years ago, I would have said, well, this guy was drunk. Why was he drunk? And I would, I would have, I don't know if I call that victim blaming, but I would have tried to figure out a reason why this happened to him. And now it doesn't, and yes, all that's still true. Yes, he shouldn't have been drunk. Yes, he shouldn't have been in the, drive, in the driver's seat drunk. You're right. All that's true. I just don't give a fuck anymore because, because it doesn't matter if he was drunk or whatever. There are cases where people aren't drunk and they aren't doing anything other than just uh, just giving normal normal human being pushback, and they get killed too. So I just I, I don't give a fuck anymore. Drunk doesn't matter to me. Uh, uh, being obstinate doesn't matter to me anymore. Being resistant doesn't matter to me anymore. It, none of that matters to me anymore because there's never a proper level of escalation. It's always just to the top, no matter what. You're gonna get bruised up, beat up, or dead. Every single time is if you don't do, do what exactly what you're supposed to do. And sometimes even if you do exactly what you're supposed to do, you're still going to get lumped up or dead. So I don't give a fuck which anymore. Is, which is why Mr. Brooks already knew that. Yeah. He already knew he had violated the black, the male black codes for dealing with law enforcement. He already knew. Um, let's move on. Yeah, I just I just want to put a pin on this. I'm going to apologize. I don't. There's no no toxicology report has been returned on Mr. Brooks right. that I'm aware of as a record today. So I really have no. I'm really not in a position to say one way or another if he was altered or not. Really, the only thing I can say is that he fell asleep in the drive-through. He was apparently administered administered some sort of um, sobriety test, and the people that administered that test determined he failed. Those are really the only factual things that I can, I can, you know, I can say I believe are true. Um, Can I say one more thing? Sure. This also is, this also is not fact though, but it's, it's um, speculation that I've, (laughs) I have a a hunch many people will agree with. I think that the, the time of black people saying that'll never happen to me 
I'm on the straight and narrow. I know how to dress. I know how to speak. I know how to act. It's no longer whether it's going to happen to you. It's just when. You just haven't had the opportunity. The, you haven't had the luck to run into that cop on the wrong day on the, at the wrong time. It's not safe to say any longer, it can't happen to me because I, I'm not like those, those black people. I dress different. I talk different. I act different. I walk different. My car is different. My life is different. It's not, you can't do that. It's less about the when because that's a guarantee, in my opinion. It's more about the how. How is it going to go? Are you going to get that ticket that maybe for the thing you didn't do? Uh, are you going to get embarrassed by being put on the, on the side of the street with handcuffs? Are they going to tear up your car? Are they going to hit you? Are they going to take you to jail? Or are, are you going to lose your life? See, to me, it was never about the when. It was more about the how. How is it going to go? Even if you do and say everything right, how is it going to go? And the, because you cannot know the answer to that, but understand that it is going to be that. But you know, you know who Jay Farrell, the comedian, is? I do. I've been trying to get a date on this and I can't get it, but apparently he was jogging uh, in Los Angeles County and he was arrested or detained and thrown on the ground because he vaguely fit a description of somebody. It looked like the knee was George Floyd-ish too. Again, I don't know when it happened because I couldn't find it, but this conversation jogged. I, I saw that, I don't know, two days ago. Jay Farrell has been on Saturday Night Live for years. Years. Jay Farrell has performed for President Obama. He's performed for all kinds of people. He's a working comedian. I'm not sure why he's not in movies yet, but he, he's going to be. He's been on commercials, national commercials. He has a lot of money. He's affluent. You know, maybe he's not rich, 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 but he's definitely, he's doing well off. He's, he's doing working. pretty good. He's a working guy. He's definitely got- He's doing got, pretty good. Yeah. And didn't matter because all they saw was, this is this was a description and this guy loosely fits the description. Oh, what do you mean it's not you? Of course you would say that. See, the thing for Jay Farrell is that he said, they reported that he said something that Google me and you'll see how wrong you are. Maybe he shouldn't have said that, but it still worked out for him. Still worked out for him. And I hope he sues the shit out of LAPD. Um, but back to you with Sandy. Uh, you know, you say when, I'm, I'm more concerned with the how. Yeah. Um, so what does this defund police mean? We, we talked about this last week and we said it was unclear. Yeah. Uh, and, but apparently there's now some clarity. It's still a terrible slogan. It's a slogan that's not going to work for many people. It's right. a slogan that's going to you know, have a lot of opposition. It's not worded correctly, but what it actually means is something else. So defund really means move money from here to somewhere else. Really means decrease the budget. That's the better word, decrease. Because you're not defunding. They're not going to be fund less. They're going to have less funds. So people are, com are co-mingling defund the police with disband the police. 
two different things, but they're being, they were merged under the fund because it's easy to do by people who don't want to do shit to the police. And the way that, and both of them lend themselves to confusion. But defund means, you know, move resources. Why is that such a big deal? Okay. Do you know that education's been defunded in lots of places for quite some time? Did you know that, B? Um, I see the results of it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we've been, been defunding education. No problems. So, you see a police officer with a brand new plate carrier. Uh, weapons of war uh, that they've purchased from the military with their massive budgets. Then you've got a school teacher who has to buy his or her own chalk. Just food for thought, because education has been defunded for quite some time in different areas. Um, let's talk about what we got in these three weeks. B, you want to do that? What, what have what has happened in these three weeks? What what has all this protesting and marching gotten? Okay, because people want to. People always want to say, "Well, so, well, so what? What did, what did you get?" Well, hold on a second. So you know, a few things actually. Uh, as as uh, you may have seen, uh, there was a Breonna Taylor law that was passed. That I think the highlight is it got rid of the no knock warrant. By the way, the three men that murdered Breonna Taylor are still. On administrative leave huh. and free. Wow. Gotta have a whole ass law pass saying what they did is wrong. No rest. It's amazing that they let our boyfriend out. I'm really amazed by that. I am too. Oh, for those that don't know, the boyfriend uh, woke up to the sound of people shouting and guns, and so he did what anyone would do. He stood his ground. Uh, by the way, um, Officer Chauvin from uh, Minnesota, he's still eligible for his pension. So, so let's talk about what we've gotten with these marches. So, justice for Mr. Floyd. The four officers involved have been fired and charged. Chauvin's Charges were upgraded to second-degree murder. And the other officers have been charged with aiding to his death. Okay. Justice for Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery. Judge has ruled there was probable cause to try the three white men on murder charges. That includes Roddy. Get him? Hey, Roddy thought he was going to get out of this shit, didn't he? They fooled me at first. He thought he was going to get out. That goddamn bowl cut. That's a weird-looking dude, man. Well, it's going to be washing draws. Or maybe not. You know, actually, it's, it's easier to convict private citizens than it is police officers, so maybe. Um, there have been moves in Georgia to bring, hate crime, to bring a hate crime bill up for a vote, because you guys don't have one. Um, and so that's, that's what's happened with, Ar- with Arbery. His killers have been charged, and there is movement in Georgia to try to have a hate crime bill. Because you don't have one. Justice for Breonna. Breonna's law, as I said earlier, ends no-knock warrants in narcotics cases. The FBI has announced an open and an investigation into the circumstances surrounding her death. 
the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department announced it would require all sworn officers to wear body cameras. They didn't have them. <laughs> Louisville Police Chief, of, uh, Police Chief Steve Conrad announced that he would be retiring at the end of June. Marching and protesting has led to these potential nationwide reforms. Justice and Policing Act 2020. Democrats in Congress introduced the Justice and Policing Act of 2020, a police reform and accountability bill that contains measures to combat police misconduct, excessive force, and racial bias in policing. According to the summary of the bill, the legislation seeks to police reform through multiple avenues, uh, police accountability, police transparency through data, police training and policies, and justice for victims of lynching. That bill uh, is the the House Democrats bill. There's a competing bill in the Senate. Uh, it's spearheaded by the uh, senator from South Carolina. I want to say Scott. He's black. And these are new and, bills, like from ground up, new. Yeah. Like Coming to the fact that they're using the word lynching in a bill in 2020 is so depressing. Well, B, there was an anti-lynching bill in the Senate about a week ago, and Rand Paul was able to stall it. Yeah, I because that. yeah, I'm just saying the Rand the Paul. fact that that the fact that we're having to use that word in 2020 is very depressing to me. You gotta get past that, B. We are what we are. I know. And more importantly, we was always here. Yeah. Whether you or I recognize it, we it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. By the way, um, apparently a young black man went to the city hall of Palmdale, California, and put a rope around his neck and proceeded to hang himself in front of the city hall building. What? Did he succeed? Well, yeah, he did. And so the uh, investigators are looking further into this um, apparent suicide. Black people do not fucking hang themselves from trees. Black people may commit suicide. Black person may commit suicide by hanging himself somewhere. It's not going to be a fucking tree. Robert Fuller. June 10th, hanging from a tree outside the city hall building of Palmdale. Where's the fucking video? You mean to tell me there's no video cameras anywhere at the city hall? None? Palmdale, and for, for everybody who doesn't know, Palmdale is on the outskirts of LA, right? It's like miles Outskirts outside. of LA County, still LA County. Yeah. So this No is news not, yet. So this is not in the middle of the country somewhere. This is... No, LA County. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, Let's no, get no. back to progress. No, no, no. It's, it's necessary. The George, Ford, George, the George Floyd Law Enforcement Trust and Integrity Act would implement national policing standards and accreditations requiring the sharing of police data with the Department of Justice. Good luck with that. Fuck you, Barr. And make grants available for new programs to help departments recruit, hire, or increase oversight it also requires the Department of Justice, again, fuck you, Barr, to assemble a task force for law enforcement misconduct cases. So those are the, that's the potential nationwide reforms. There's a bill in the House. And there's a bill in the Senate. Um, 
You want to know one of the big hangups between the bill in the House and the bill in the Senate right now? No idea. Is the outlawing of the use of the chokehold. I don't understand why that'd be something to hold it up. It's not holding it up. It's the difference. One of the major differences between the House Democrats bill and the Senate's Republican bill is that the Republican bill apparently is going to not call for the out, outright ban of the chokehold. Interesting. Did you hear what Donald Trump called the chokehold? So beautiful, so perfect. Chokehold, so beautiful, and so perfect. His words. Yeah. His words. I do, I've done Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Who's like, usually, we use a lot of chokes and whatnot in that. Never heard a trainer or anybody refer to it as a, uh, so beautiful, so harmless, a chokehold. Never heard that, but. Other potential nationwide reforms. Eric Garner Excessive Force Prevention Act will make chokeholds and other oxygen hindering maneuvers illegal under federal civil rights law. Like that's what people are talking about. These are potential nationwide reforms. Yeah. Ending Qualified Immunity Act. Qualified immunity. That means if I'm acting under the color of the of of the civil government, the state government, city government, municipal government, you can't sue me. <laughs> Except under very limited circumstances. <laughs> Unreasonable. Okay. Policing reforms that have happened as a result of our marching and protesting. Minnesota, they're dismantling their police department, promising to create a new system of public safety. That's going to happen. The nine members of the Minneapolis City Council and a vote-proof majority have agreed to this. And so, you know, this is happening. I don't know what they're going to have, but for those who want to know what it looks like to defund or even disband the police department that is already in place, Camden, New Jersey. Google what Camden, New Jersey did when they disbanded their police. Even disbanding doesn't, doesn't mean you have no law enforcement officers. Not what that means. It means getting rid of the unions and the people that are in place with your current situation. It's starting over. It's torching it and starting over. New York legislator, legislators are beginning to approve an expansive package of charging police misconduct, banning chokeholds, overturning practices to hide disciplinary records. You get fired here. You go down the street to another county. You get hired there. No one asks any questions. Mayor Bill de Blasio vowed for the first time to cut funding for the New York Police Department, the nation's largest police force. Probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. The New York, uh, the New York NYC State Legislature. What the fuck is that? Whatever. The NYC. I'm going to say the New York State Legislature. Legislature passed a. Passed a prohibition on race-based profiling. Okay. <laughs> I enforce that shit. And mandated tracking of race and ethnicity, ethnicity data in arrests. Okay, that's how you would track it. And lawmakers are expected to vote in mid-June about the mandatory use of body cameras by police. I thought that was already a thing. But I guess not in New York. California. Governor Gavin Newsom called for new police crowd control procedures for the state and banning of the police use of carded chokeholds. Hmm. I guess that's a very specific type of chokehold, which starved the brain of oxygen. Yeah, that's 
what lay persons would call a chokehold, but okay. Um, in LA, Mayor Eric Garcetti said he would cut as much as $150 million from the Los Angeles Police Department's LAPD budget. A reversal of his planned increase of $120 million. Garcetti announced the funds would be redirected to community initiatives. Maybe. Gray area there, whatever that means. I mean, just the name of it, it could be anything. Well, I'm saying maybe of him cutting anything because oh, yeah. after the New York Police Department, I believe LAPD is probably one of the strongest police bodies yeah. that we have. I'm saying maybe that whatever that fancy term you was where he's going to reallocate those funds to is actually something that's going to help people. That's what I was saying. Maybe. Colorado. Denver's Police Department has banned the use of chokeholds without exception and established new reporting requirements whenever a police officer holds a person at gunpoint. That would make sense. If you got to draw your, your, your gun, you have to report that to somebody. Say, hey, you know, I pulled the blinky, the biscuit and the burner. Here's what happened. Washington, city of Seattle, announced several changes to its policing protocols, including restrictions of badge coverings for officers. Okay. Maybe that's why they're still acting a fool in Seattle. Let's see those chokeholds go. How about that? Colorado. One of the measures of Mayor Stoney is proposing a crisis alert known as the Marcus Alert. Marcus David Peters was killed in 2018 by a Richmond police officer while experiencing a mental health crisis. This alert would help the police department and the Richmond Behavioral Health Authority work together on calls for people experiencing a mental crisis. So if it's determined someone as having a mental issue rather than a law issue. You would call this person as opposed to a police officer. Interesting. Not mad at that, but okay. Um, all right. So that's what we've gotten from these protesting. And one more thing. Hmm? One more thing. This is this is not policy. This is speculatory, but. I think that the wool has been pulled off of everyone's eyes who thought for a minute that Trump was here to serve them. I think that the uh, the general consensus now for everybody who was on the line is almost unanimously, fuck Trump. Let's dig into that. That's a nice segue. So, two days ago, COVID-19 notwithstanding, Trump was planning to have a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma on June 19th. <laughs> Fucking tick. Ugh. Now, even though Trump doesn't wear a mask and doesn't believe you should wear a mask unless you just want to, you know, if you're don't really care about your First Amendment rights. Nevertheless, if you want to attend this rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you have to sign a waiver, B. That waiver is a coronavirus wa- waiver. If you so happen to get COVID-19 while attending this rally, you will not sue Donald John Trump. <laughs> did you did you say what June 19th is? I don't think everybody knows, sadly. No, we're getting there. Okay. We're getting there. Okay, okay. So let's just start with Tulsa, Oklahoma. I feel like we covered this last week. We're going to cover it again. Right. Was it 1920? Somewhere no, like 21, something like that? Yeah. That is the site of the largest terrorist act committed on the United States soil in which an entire community of primarily, if not completely, black people 
was firebombed and most of the inhabitants killed in the area that used to be known as the Black Wall Street. A community that was so affluent. Well, why was it affluent? Because the money didn't leave the community. The eight, money changed hands several times, times, I heard eight times within the community. So much so that where people outside of the community had to take notice at how well the community was doing economically compared to their own. Yeah, they burnt that shit down and killed everyone there. Probably a massive grave somewhere there if they could just find it. That's where Trump wants to hold his next rally. The first rally. His first rally. His, his first Corona 19, post-Corona 19 rally. By the way, get that. If you don't have that waiver, you can't get in. Right. Right. Um, June 19. I know it as Juneteenth. June 19th is the date um, when Texas slaves, who were the last slaves in the United States, were informed here to forthwith, oh, hey, hey, man, slavery is actually over. Uh, happened quite some time ago, but now you know. Celebrated as June 19th, which is the day that the last slaves in the United States were informed that slavery was over. Kind of a big deal for a lot of black folk. I would say so. This is the day Trump wants to hold his, uh, his rally. The site of the largest terrorist act on American soil to black people. On the day that the last slaves in America were informed they were free. He caught hell about that. A lot of people didn't understand why. He had an interview with the Fox correspondent, a um, female Fox correspondent whose name I don't know, but she wasn't. She asked him a lot of tough questions. She did. Uh, she asked him about that looting and shooting question. Do you want? Do you know where uh, where Trump says he got it from? Where do you get it from? Frank Rizzo, former mayor of uh, Philadelphia, who has a sterling record regarding race relations. <laughs> so much so, they tore his goddamn statue down last week. <laughs> Fuck. I've heard that before. I've heard it before. Okay. So when asked about why June 19th, Trump said, because it's going to be a celebration. Of what? What is he celebrating? Still wait for that unification Speech from Donald Trump. I haven't heard it yet. Yesterday, or late Friday, Trump stated that a lot of his black friends and uh, staffers have spoken to him and out of respect for them, he's going to move his rally to the next day, June 20th. Here's what I think is going to happen, B. I think all fucking weekend and all of next week, Tucker Carlson and friends, Tommy Lauren, and all these people are going to give him shit about caving in and being politically correct. And when that son of a bitch hears this shit, he's going to reinstate that motherfucker back to June 19th. That's what I think is going to happen. Because make no mistake about it, all this is about pandering to his base and getting reelected. How do I know? Because... Former uh, 
NSA director, Bolton, said so in his new tell-all book, that everything Donald Trump does is to get reelected. That was the focus of almost all the policies was to get him reelected. A little else. It's probably why there was a little oversight of the other people in the cabinet. Um, let me see. So, going back to the last thing you said, be honest, and the last uh, narrative you gave. So, people are moving on this, right? People are going the other way. Yeah, I think so. Looking at a CNN poll again, we live in a, a two-party government. It just it just is where it is. It's a binary choice. Um, polls show shift toward Democrats since protests began. Why is that? Largely because the Republicans, the GOP, has been silent on all of this shit. And the few that are not silent are siding with Trump. And the two that are not silent are being reamed. All right. So Confederate statues coming down. In my alma mater, the football players and other Texas black athletes are asking that this, uh, the uh, Confederate statues be removed from prominent positions in the campus because they are in prominent positions. We'll see how that goes. Um, Confederate statues being torn down. Richmond, old coon man, he's getting the job done. Um, there's even talks. It was a Tennessee or Mississippi to get that stars and bars off their flag. Um, so there's a move, right? Uh, there's a movement here to uh, not celebrate uh, the people that lost the fucking war. Yeah. Did you know that the, some people that lost the fucking war's names were on military bases? Yeah. So the Pentagon said, hey, we're open to a, a dialogue about taking the names of the losers and the people who committed tre- treason against this country off of the name of some of our bases. It's amazing they last this long. Is it though? I think so. Sounds like a good idea, huh? Because the military is trying to be very uh, anti-racist and very uniform because they need everyone to to protect these United States from all backgrounds. I do want to give a little, a little, a little nibble to people who don't, who didn't know this. You mentioned that um, people not being able to sue. Uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you're a military, if you're a member of the military, you have signed a waiver to not ever sue the military. Also, did you know that? Did not know that, but I wish you could see me, see my, I'm shocked face. <laughs> okay. Proceed. So this groundswell of people wanting to get rid of all of these this the Confederate flags coming down. NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. Did we talk about that? No. NASCAR says, hey, can't bring any Confederate flags around. They let Bubba Wallace run a car that said Black Lives Matter. I, I think I need to get some context on this as well because everybody doesn't know about NASCAR because they only see the TV. Um, I once worked for a modeling agency don't ask me why. I didn't actually work for my friend. Did. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you giggle, I didn't work for them. My friend did, and they had a casting call, but it wasn't for a part. It was for a cigarette company. A cigarette company wanted attractive people 
to work the NASCAR 500 in Atlanta, the Atlanta 500 or whatever it's called, Hooters 500, I think it is, at the uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway. They wanted attractive people to go out with bags full of their cigarettes. I think it was RJ Reynolds or something. We would, we would take a, whatever you had. If you had one cigarette in your box or whatever, we would take that and replace it with a, of one of this brand they were trying to, to pump out, right? So they, this was done in the pit though. And the, not the not the uh, the driver's pit, but the 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 fan pit, which is basically mm-hmm. the center of the stadium. You don't get to see this on TV, but in the middle of all this shit, there's a gate up, and there's and everybody comes in Friday afternoon, and they pull their RVs and trailers and whatever in, and it's fucking whole podunk hillbilly heaven for. Two day, two and a half days, basically. Everybody's fucking drunk off their ass. There's tra- double wide trailers pulled in on trucks or whatever. Confederate flags flying. Show me your tits for beer signs. It's the most hillbilly shit I've ever seen in my life. And everybody had a Confederate flag. Everyone. So the people who are on the stands, those are the rich people. The people who are in the pit, that's the real NASCAR fans. And to I don't know if it, if that makes more puts more weight on it, but that was a really big decision because in that pit there are nothing but Confederates. So NASCAR said we're banning the Confederate flag. I believe Mississippi or Tennessee is we're going to remove those stars and bars. The U.S. Marines did the same thing. Marines, the Air Force, uh, I presume the Army will be next. Um, you also have states trying to pull down and get rid of all of their uh, Confederate hero things. Not you, Tennessee, which makes me realize it probably is Mississippi trying to get the stars and bars off. Not you, Tennessee, because <laughs> fuck black people. That's why. Georgia, it's our history. Georgia changed our state flag, you know, not too many years ago because it huh? had the Confederate flag in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So except for the Tennessee governor... Seems like most people are wanting to get rid of this, you know, reverence for, you know, the uh, the treasonous losers of the Civil War. Military, NASCAR, major sports, states. You know who says fuck that, to be honest? Who says it? Donald John Trump says, fuck out of here with all that shit. We ain't renaming a goddamn military base. But your generals, I don't give a fuck what my generals want. We're not renaming a god. We're not renaming Nan one. Yeah. Anti of them. Yeah. Because people have gone through those bases and won wars. World War II, great things from people have gone through those bases. Hey, asshole. It's not about the people that were trained as our nation's best from those bases. It's about the fucking name of the base and where it came from. Pandering. Other day somebody said, you know, when the uh, senators and the congressmen and the Black Caucus were kneeling for eight minutes and 46 seconds wearing uh, kente cloth, that's just pandering. Well, yeah, it was. And it's about goddamn time. B, I could take some pandering. B, would you like some pandering? I love it's so delicious. Pandering is fucking mm, yeah. delicious. Will these bills change racism? No, the fuck they want, but pander away. <laughs> well, the fact that there's protections mean that, you know, I'm not gonna run into a racist cop. No, it doesn't, but hey, let's get something on the books. Donald John Trump is pandering 
to his base. That base believes in white supremacy. Donald John Trump has forgotten that you can't win the presidency of the United States if only the people who are in your party vote for you. Donald John Trump has forgotten there are some people before 2016 who are Republicans because of fiscal policy. They're conservative on things. Not because they hate everybody who doesn't look like them or have the things they have. John McCain, Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice, Mitt Romney, just to name a few. Policy, policy. We're not in that world anymore. Um, Donald John Trump has forgotten you also need independence. People who are fed up with both parties and want to think rationally and reasonably. I can't win without those either. Donald John Trump has also forgotten that black people will turn out for, the, for President Obama and they did. And that's how President Obama got two terms. Big reason, not exactly, not big reason and independence. Black people didn't turn out for Hillary Clinton. A lot of black people, younger, like friend of the show, French Reggie, they don't see themselves as Democrat or Republican. But you know what? They do see themselves as what the fuck color they are. And when Donald John Trump continues to remind people he doesn't really care about those good people on both sides, B said it again on that Fox interview that he's done more for black people than Abraham Lincoln. You're not going to get this a response. Is your pres- You're not going to get a response. This is your this is your president done more for black people than Abraham Lincoln. Even though she's a Fox conservative news reporter, she couldn't help it. See, that's the thing about black conservatives. Eventually, they too have a breaking point. It may be a long ways off, but eventually they have one. Justice Thomas, his breaking point is burnt crosses on property because he experienced it. That's his breaking point. I don't know what Ben Carson's is, but it's somewhere. He has one somewhere. This black conservative reporter immediately said, but we're free. And he just he just blazing over that. It's one of our rare sons, brothers likes to do. He just said, next question. Donald John Trump is your savior. He's done more for this country and black people than Abraham Lincoln. We've got an impeachment, a pandemic, 110,000 dead. Uh, the new smalls project. Uh, 170 to 200,000 by October. Pandemic, race war, and now we're in a recession. And the, the most astounding thing about all this is that this motherfucker still has a chance. A chance to win. B, do you know that Donald Trump's 
legal team attempted to sue CNN, threatened threaten legal action against CNN. Did you hear about that? I didn't. Because CNN aired a poll in which Donald Trump was trailing Joe Biden by 10 points. What's the case? I think he's trying to say that CNN is putting out false information. There's not a case. So what? Even if they were putting out false information, so what? He commissioned his attorneys to send that letter to CNN. And who pays for that when he does that? Oh, you know who pays. The same people that pay for Donald John Trump's junior trips to go shoot uh, the world's largest sheep. $75,000, by the way. So we're going to see, B. Like I said, a pandemic, no, an impeachment, a pandemic, racial unrest, riots and whatnots, a recession. Will it be enough or will we see four more years of Trump? I got my passport. B, you got yours? Yes, sir. If, if not, you better think about getting it. If you don't have a passport now, get it now. I'm talking about rush, deliver, everything. Go ahead and spend the money. It'll cost you a couple of hundred. Do it anyway. Well, if you're an adult, you should have a passport. That's neither here nor there. We're going to see. March and November, the dirty tricks are out in the open. Georgia voting was a shit, was a shit show. They're going to do it again. I didn't go. He's going to pull all the stops. I feel bad I didn't go. Well, you got time. You better show show your ass up in November. That's what I want. Yeah. So they're working on it. LeBron James is and has banded with some other NBA players to help with the voter suppression. Just want to be an all hands on deck effort. I need you all to be a Democrat for a day. (laughs) After that, you know, (laughs) after that, and let's figure about reforming this shit. But one thing this country can't take. Four more years of this shit. Oh, what will there be? What will there be? <laughs> Kunta, uh, my wife, I mean my wife, my daughter went to uh, Florida for a little vacation or whatever. She brought me back a hat. It's, it looks like a MAGA hat, but it says anybody but Trump 20, 2016. So I, I plan on wearing that on the next live. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> so we're going to see how this thing's going to shake out because all that shit I said, a pan, uh, an impeachment, a pandemic, a race war, a recession, and this motherfucker has a chance. No matter what happens, until I can get Canada to open up this door. You know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm good in Mexico. I'm good. Kuta's good in Mexico. Little Puerto Vallarta, little Puerto Penasco. I'm good. Little Cancun. Shit. Tijuana. Wish I might. Where? Tijuana. No, fuck all that, man. No, you don't, you don't want to do that. That's not what you want to do. So if things go south, so I, normally I say it always will be, but until things go south-south, I might have to record from somewhere else. But until we get to that point, it's going to be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white. 